Welcome to the Kennedy Report. I'm Kennedy Hall. We're going to talk about G.K. Chesterton, the prophet of wit. He's also been called the prophet of common sense, my favorite author. And as I've said in other places, if that man had Twitter, I think he would have broken the internet with his way of uh, putting words together. Now, it's no secret that the times we are living through are amongst the strangest in history. And I mean the strangest. We could go over all the immor immorality and, and crisis in the church and the disrespect for the church, both from inside and outside. And we could say it's one of the worst times in human history. However, there is a certain peculiarity to our era, which seems to run alongside or even fuel the flames of iniquity that permeate our age. So as hard as times are, they're also extremely strange and kind of weird. We're living through a moment wherein a flu-like illness has caused the majority of the world governments to lose their collective minds. While at the same time, health officials suggest that Protesting is not dangerous for the spread of a virus, as uh, supposed injustice is a greater health crisis than the actual illness that we've been locked down for in the first place. And I was thinking about this a year ago, and we're still going through this. I could go on with numerous examples of the sort of dark comedy-themed film noir that we are living through, but I'm sure that you are well aware. Now, before I continue, please like and subscribe this video. Visit the link in the description to see what we have going on to help you grow in your faith, and if you would, please consider a donation. Now, during hard times, we must stay relatively informed in order to be prepared for whatever social repercussions may come our way. However, the 24-hour news media and the overwhelming negativity thrown at us constantly, this makes it very hard to keep perspective and our Christian joy. I admit this is a hard endeavor for me as well, which I think is common for many men as we tend to inundate ourselves with too much information. In any case, as bad as things may seem, there are always innumerable positive things. And it is useful to remember that not only the negative is amplified, but we can also amplify the positive. Now, how do we counteract this onslaught of sadness and despair that weighs us down? Well, of course, the primary inclination should be that of prayer, attending the sacraments, especially the rosary. However, we also need to recreate. And since we are speaking about a matter of the mind, we must therefore recreate our imaginations, our intellect. The solution to this, in my opinion, is G.K. Chesterton. The great English writer is undoubtedly my favorite author, and I owe much of my faith to his literary legacy. His library of witty riddles and pithy paradoxes are, in my opinion, a type of remedy for the strangeness of our age. Perhaps a few of his most eloquent remarks are most appropriate for our contemporary reality. Now, we're going to go through some of G.K. Chesterton's most famous quotes here and just see how they sort of bring our spirits up and help us to sort of make fun of things in a sense. Because if we're living through these strange times, we have to be able to sort of make fun of the reality because we can't take things too seriously at times. One of the quotes, he says, Angels can fly because they take themselves lightly. I'll repeat that. He says, angels can fly because they take themselves lightly. There is a great heaviness to sin and the devilish aspects of our world, whereas the seraphic agility of heavenly things is evident in the exuberant joy that radiates from the laughter of a child. The heaviness of our timeline encourages an overwhelming seriousness, but we must remember that the creatures who ascend to the greatest heights of heavenly realms are able to do so because they are not tethered to this world. Perhaps this is why God grants the miraculous grace of levitation to some of his most holy saints. Chesterton says another quote, 
The true soldier fights not because he hates what is in front of him, but because he loves what is behind him. It is true that for the Christian man, there are enemies, both natural and preternatural, who must be vanquished. And for this, we must grit our teeth and take heroic risks. However, we must remember that we fight for the love of God and to protect what is dear to our Lord and Our Lady. There is a place for proper hatred of what is evil, but in our fallen state, we must be on guard against the temptation to confuse the matter. Rooting our efforts in the continued struggle for Christendom in our love of what we hold most dear is a barricade against sinful rage and despair. The true heroes of Christian stories from ages past always fought with a burning love in their hearts rather than all-consuming malice. Another quote that I love from Chesterton, he says, Fairy tales do not tell children that dragons exist. Children already know that dragons exist. Fairy tales tell children that dragons can be defeated. I'll repeat that because that's one of my favorite quotes. He says, fairy tales do not tell children that dragons exist. Children already know that dragons exist. Instead, fairy tales tell children that dragons can be defeated. In a recent conversation I had with a very holy priest, we discussed the need to capture the imagination of children as a way to guard them against the impurities of the world. It is absolutely correct that this is the case. Furthermore, this does not only apply to children, but also adults. We live in a very infantile era where grown men and women demonstrate levels of immaturity previously common to petulant teenagers and adolescents. Middle-aged men often spend hours on end binging on popular television shows, and as a result, many see world events through the propaganda lens of Hollywood. But we must remember that even as children, we must understand good will prevail over evil in the end. As Catholics, we know we have the greatest of dragon slayers on our side, the Blessed Virgin. It's actually in scripture. Another quote from G.K. Chesterton. He says, the way to love anything is to realize that it might be lost. I'll say that again. He says, the way to love anything is to realize that it might be lost. Well, as hard as this last year has been, it was a great sadness to have the holy sacrifice of the Mass, the Divine Liturgy, taken from us. And I think for some of us, maybe it pushed people over the edge, and that's very sad. But for a lot of us, we realized how much we love attending Mass and worshiping God in the way that he asked. So the way to love anything is to realize that it might be lost. Chesterton also says, Just going to church does not make you a Christian any more than standing in your garage makes you a car. I'll repeat that. He says, just going to church does not make you a Christian any more than standing in your garage makes you a car. Isn't that the truth? We can say what we want on social media about I'm Christian this, I'm Christian that. We can quote Bible verses. We can take pictures with priests and whatever we want to do. But if we don't actually live the faith, then we have no life within us. The following is one of my favorite quotes. He says, and this is from the book uh, written called Orthodoxy. And just as I, before I continue, if I could recommend... Well, I could recommend all of his books, but two in particular. I'd recommend reading a book called The Everlasting Man, which is done in probably the best audiobook I have ever heard, the man who read that book. It's a wonderful way to, to listen to it. And that is the way that Chesterton wrote. He wrote as a man who I never heard him speak, but I imagine he was a great speaker. He wrote in a way where his works could be read aloud, which is the mark of a great writer. And another book that you should read is called Orthodoxy, where he essentially talks about how it was his quest for sanity 
in a world that had gone insane that actually led him to the saving truth of the faith, which I think is a wonderful way to look at it. And in that book, Orthodoxy, he says, poets do not go mad, but chess players do. Mathematicians go mad and cashiers, but creative artists very seldom. I am not, as will be seen, in any sense attacking logic. I am only saying that the danger lies in logic, not in the imagination. And he says in another part in the same book, he says, a mathematician, his skull will crack because he tries to put all of the heavens into his head. Whereas a poet, he's free because he just tries to get his head into the heavens. There's a paradox there in a world that has become so rationalistic and has lost its sense of imagination and wonder. And this even happens amongst Christians. We know that, yes, Hollywood is bad. You know, the secular, godless media is bad. But we shouldn't reject playful, whimsical folklore and tales that have been part of the Christian era, the Christian consciousness forever, because this is what a, a pure imagination does. There's actually a sign of interior purity if an adult can do things like play pretend with their children, or if an adult can actually read children's books and enjoy them himself. This is a sign of a pure imagination. Another quote from Chesterton, he says, Courage is almost a contradiction in terms. It means a strong desire to live, taking the form of a readiness to die. So that again, he says, courage is a contradiction in terms. It means a strong desire to live, taking the form of readiness to die. This is the paradox of the Christian life. We have to die in order to live. We have to be lost in order to be found. We have to be fallen in order to be lifted up. We have to be descended in order to be resurrected. This is the paradox of the Christian life. Another quote, he says, It is assumed that the skeptic has no bias, whereas he has a very obvious bias in favor of skepticism. How perfect is that? It's like an atheist who says, um, I only believe in the facts. Well, there is no proof for atheism, so he just has some sort of skeptical, dogmatic belief like everybody else. And one common uh, famous quote that Chesterton actually had about atheism, which I didn't include in this, but he said, if there was no God, there could be no atheists. They'd have nothing to atheate. Isn't that perfect? Another quote, he says, pride consists in a man making his personality the only test instead of making truth the test. The skeptic feels himself too large to measure life by the largest things and ends by measuring it by the smallest thing of all. What he's referring to here is, as believers, as Catholics, we know that we measure the world, the things of the world, by the truth of the faith. It's the largest thing. God himself is larger than all of us. But the skeptic measures all things in the world by the smallest thing, which is himself. Chesterton has a nice uh, quote about liberty here as well. And he says, without authority, there is no liberty. Freedom is doomed to destruction at every turn unless there is a recognized right to freedom. And if there are rights... There is an authority to which we appeal for them. There is no freedom without authority. This freedom that our society lo looks for is not freedom. It's just licentiousness. Uh, being able to do whatever you want is not freedom. Being able to do whatever you want is essentially being an animal. Being able to do whatever you ought to do is true freedom. And the final quote I'll say here to end this on a good note, which is another way of helping us to recreate in these strange times we live in. He says... Let a man walk 10 miles steadily on a hot summer's day along a dusty English road, and he will soon discover why beer was invented. So, 
I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope that this dose of levity and this wit from G.K. Chesterton can actually help us to find joy in this world. If you have liked this video, please like this video, subscribe to this channel, visit the website, which is in the, the links in the description. If you could, please consider a donation to help us grow in our efforts. I'm Kennedy Hall. This has been the Kennedy Report. God bless.